Ladies and gentlemen, welcome and welcome to Amsterdam Talk Season 4. I can't mess this number up because it's Episode 2. I normally start messing them up once I get down to like the 20-something. But today we have author, inventor, speaker, and realtor in the building, Mr. Hoy B. Gonzalez. Welcome. Hello, Rock. Thank you so much for having me today. Super excited to be here with you. All right. Before we get started... Just tell us about yourself. Well, um, I am a published author of a book called Answer the Call. Answer the Call is about finding your gifts, your talents, and pursuing your life's purpose. I'm also an inventor of a batting machine that we call the Batting Pro. I'm also a real estate agent, and now I'm also a public speaker and looking to share the stories, uh, share the lessons that I talk about in my book and hopefully motivate and inspire the next generation and anyone that's looking to reinvent themselves. Okay. All right. So inside your book, Answer the Calls, Life Lessons from Family Origin Through Invention and Struggle. How did you come up with this title? I'm glad you asked me that because I always want to make sure I share this story because because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an inventor, I was actually going to call my book American Inventor. And uh, that day that I was on the phone with my publishing company, I heard the most powerful, sweetest voice anyone can ever hear. And there's no mistake whose voice it is. And this was the second time I heard this voice. And that voice said, answer the call. And then I heard it a second time, answer the call. And then I spoke it out loud in my publishing company because I was on the phone with them, asked me, what is that, George? And I go, that's the name of the book. Where did you get that from? It was just whispered to me. And they said, yes, that's right. That's the name of the book. We're scrapping American Inventor, and we're going with Answer the Call. Okay. So that's how you came up with the title. Yes. So how did you figure to put, I'm sorry, put the contents in this book? And two weeks later, the meaning of Answer the Call uh, came to me. And Answer the Call is about finding your gifts, your talents, and pursuing your life purpose. That's what Answer the Call means. Uh, when I decided that I wanted to write a book was 25 years ago. Uh, my father was given six months to live. He had uh, cirrhosis of the liver from drinking. And I was with, uh, with him at the doctor in uh, Southern California, UCLA University. And the doctor looked at me and said, I need you to tell your dad that he has six months to live because my father didn't speak English. I looked at my dad and go, dad, the doctor tells me that uh, you have six months to live. He looked uh, shocked, didn't say anything. He just got up from the chair and just started walking out. And I walked down behind him. It was me, my younger sister, and my father walking out. And on the way to my car, I was like, this story has to be told. The story about consequences of substance abuse has to be told. And also the story that a family is going to endure because of the consequences of somebody's uh, actions and we're going to be collateral damage. But nothing really came to me at that time as far as opportunity to share the story until the pandemic in 2021 when I was actually called to write the book. Okay. So once that was first heard, the doctor told you to say that, like, how was that ride, like, in the car? Like, what was discussed between you and your sister or you and your father or your sister and your father? Well, my, my sister was only 10 years old, so there wasn't much communication as far as that because I don't even think she understood it. Right. And as far as my father... He didn't accept that to his to be his reality. He didn't he didn't believe that, you know. Uh, first of all, he didn't feel like he was gonna be gone in six months. 
even though he was sick, he must have felt, no, 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 that's not my reality. That's his reality, not mine. And I think we made a commitment as a family that we were going to look at uh, natural medicines and natural doctors to help, you know, prolong his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we were committed to that and that in prayer, of course, because we we had a lot of faith, you know, we asked God and we cried to God and said, look, we need him here longer. He's only 45. At that time, he was only 45. And uh, we were actually able to keep him with us for an additional eight years because of the natural medicines we actually gave him. So he he actually passed away at 53. Mm. Wow. But also in your book, you state that you had you had a disability. Hold on one second. Yeah. Sorry about that. But also in your book, you said that you had a disability that, you know, left you unable to continue in your field. Yes. Yeah. When, when I was when I was 39 years old, I actually had a work related accident and uh, it disabled me for three and a half years. I had uh, three herniated discs, one in my lower back, L5, one at mid spine and one in my neck. And that injury, like I said, it, it disabled me for three and a half years. I couldn't sit for long periods of time. I couldn't stand, I couldn't lay down, and I was so heavily medicated. Uh, I was depressed. I had suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but then I started. Uh, I, it's almost like I got a reality check. I said, "Wait a minute, this is this is not the end for me. I, I, there's more to my life. I know there's a calling in my life. I still didn't know what my calling in my life was, but I knew deep down inside that I've always had a calling in my life." And uh, so I got off the medication and I started looking at natural things to really heal my body for mm-hmm. inflammation and whatnot, to ease the pain. I started doing uh, yoga stretching, uh, stretching my spine, you know, and those kind of things. And then I heard the, the, the whisper for the very first time that said real estate. And that's when I made a decision to actually become a real estate agent because I had already been involved in real estate since I was 14 years old, doing kitchen and bathroom models and rehabs with my dad and my uncle. So it made sense that I could do an easy transition from the career that I had into real estate because I had that that uh, that knowledge and, and, and background from real estate. Right. Okay. So you you went into real estate, but that wasn't the calling, though, right? No, that definitely wasn't the calling. Uh, the calling was me writing the book and talking about my journey. And talking about the stories that I've always wanted to talk about, and now going on podcasts, going on stages, and motivating and inspiring the next generation, and talking to them about their gifts, their talents, and pursuing their last purpose. Now, that is the calling of my life. Okay, so you, you've been on multiple stages. So, what is it like when you're giving your truths or speaking what you're speaking to uh, hundreds or thousands of people in your stage? You know, it, it, it's it's really humbling. And I, I feel at home. I feel at, at you know, I feel like I'm in that place to be at because I've always, even when I was an early teenager, I knew that I was special. I knew that I was here for something greater than myself. I've always had that knowing, and I just didn't know what it looked like yet. 
But when I, like I said, when I wrote this book and that exposed itself to me, and I'm, wait a minute, this is what I'm supposed to do. Because when I started giving away the book for free on, on my uh, social media platforms, people were reaching out to me and whatnot. They were opening up themselves to me. And I started coaching and motivating them. And then I started getting invited to podcasts, started getting invited to universities. And on stage, after the stage was what really changed my life because I had these 20 year olds, 22, 23, 24 year olds coming to after stage and told me, Mr. Gonzalez, I wasn't going to be here today. But something told me last night that I should be here today. And I resonated with the stories that you talked about, with the struggles, the things that you overcame. I resonate with that. But just to let you know that I was actually going to take my life last night. So when they said that, I knew that that was where I was supposed to be at. I'm supposed to be here to motivate and inspire the next generation and anyone that's looking to reinvent themselves, trying to get out of themselves of overcoming some tragic event that they might have encountered. So we always hear this term, and I'm going to air quote it. How do you, we all say, I need to reinvent. I need to do this. How do you reinvent? I mean, when you look at it, um, people say, I need to reinvent myself. Maybe I need to move in another direction. Maybe I need to do this. But like, how do you really repackage and rebrand yourself? I'm, I'm really glad you asked that because if you've never changed careers, never had to do something different than what you know to do and you're comfortable with, you mm -hmm. wouldn't know how to navigate through that. Right. But, but once someone tells you that, you realize how extremely simple that is. Now, for me, I brought my previous experience when I was 14 years old into the real estate industry. So I've been a real estate agent since 2015. Now, also, I was in, in management in warehouse distribution and logistics. I've always hold that, this leadership and management role. Mm -hmm. So basically, my, my, my journey and in, in what, I've, what I've gone through over the years, I've been picking up the pieces of the puzzle through my experiences in real estate and how to deal with clients, customer service, managing and directing, coaching and mentoring people along the way for 20 years as a manager and because i had like 260 people working for me different personalities different backgrounds and whatnot being able to package that all together and then being able to talk about my experiences in my book and really having the the control the the complete picture of it and now talking about everything so basically i was bringing my relatable experience forward everything that i've gone through in the past and then packaged it in such a way where now it's become something different me being a public speaker, getting on stages, going on podcasts, and really talking about the story. And also, too, I've always been a very social individual, right. and God knows that I have a very big mouth, that anything that I learn, I don't keep it to myself. I'm always sharing everything, wisdom, knowledge, and everything that I learn, I'm always sharing that. So it only makes sense for this to be my calling because this is what I do naturally. Okay. So basically you're you're just telling people not to be afraid not not to fear anything you just gotta go ahead and do it yeah pick pick up your pick up your experiences so if you're in one career write those things down what am i good at here what do i do what what really fulfills me there jot them down almost always bring everything that, that that's functional now and you'll realize wait a minute there's a lot of things that i can do here 
-hmm. I can get into this field, this field, or that field. Now, another thing too is that society has made us believe that a hobby is just a hobby, and that's not true. A hobby is a gift, and a hobby is a talent. I cannot write music. I'm not a singer. I don't write poetry. I do not uh, draw or paint. None of that stuff. I don't do sculptures. So if that is your gift and that's your talent, then find a way to share it to the masses because that nine times out of ten, that's probably your calling is sharing that. Because I realize as I'm older that I can see a painting and I feel like the painting is telling me a story. So if you're a painter, you're a cartoonist or whatever, you're telling stories and those stories change lives. Same, same thing like music. You'll get in your car, you turn on the radio, and there's a music playing talking about this event that you just that you just experienced. Like, wait a minute, how do they know my story? Well, that music, that music, that song is supposed to help you through that process. You know. Right. So, say someone you know you're getting it out to the masses, what you say you're doing, your 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 talent. But say someone just do it for therapeutic purposes. Like, I really don't want to. I'm just going to silence myself. I'm just do it for a therapeutic purpose. I don't really want anybody to see this. How do you get them to say, no, this needs to be shared with the world? I I will tell you this. The moment you're not obedient, Mm -hmm. life is going to hit you hard until you become obedient. Because if you have a gift and a talent in a life's purpose and you're meant to share that, you will not leave this this earth, this life, until you fulfill that. And in the meantime, you're going to get hit from every direction until you move into placement of that. And I tell you from experience. So you got to find placement. You, you have to find the placement and you have to understand, wait a minute, if I'm good at this, if I'm being called to this, I'm being, I need to be obedient. Because if not, it, it's like a, when you put an address on your phone and you go and you, you miss the turn, and it's going to redirect you. And chances are it's it's going to take you to a rundown area, a neighborhood you don't want to be at, somewhere that's not safe, or around a, a, a hillside, some turns that are very dangerous because it's trying to get you to the destination that you're always supposed to be at. But you weren't obedient when you were supposed to make that right turn or the left turn. You weren't obedient to it. So it's going to give you the long way around. It ain't right. going to be pretty. But you're going to end up in a destination. Okay, so you say that that we're using the GPS as a as a as example. So now you're saying it took you the long way, but then you got some people who decide I, I gotta take the shortcut. I can cut across this. Does that help or not? It doesn't. It doesn't. Because I've also done that as well too. I've done things uh, sooner than I thought they were supposed to be done because I was impatient. Because something that I have not ever been was patient. I've always mm-hmm. wanted it now. Instant gratification. I wanted to know my purpose like now. What am I supposed to do? So I was given certain things to occupy me and really start to move things forward. But it was still ahead of its time. Right. The batter machine that I invented, I invented it uh, 10, uh, 10 years ago. I was going to launch it when Trump took office, but we, we then we went into a tariff war when aluminum steel with China. Had I lost, had I launched it, I would have lost everything. And when I mean everything, I probably would have took my life with it too. Oh. You know. Now, then after that, then the pandemic came. 
So everything shut down. And now we're in a recession. So I was called to write the book and I was told to talk about my battle machine in my book and have it accessible to people if they wanted to buy a cop, uh, buy a, 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 uh, a product of, of my machine. Mm -hmm. So all the links are in my book. So I realized now that the book was supposed to be the platform to right. launch the things that I'm meant to launch. But I was impatient. And that's when the injury came because I was in my job one day, staring at four walls and out the window. And I'm like, God, is this what you have for me? Mm. You gave me this, you gave me this battery machine, and now you have me in these walls. Two weeks later, I had the accident. He got me out of that job, but it wasn't ready. I wasn't I wasn't meant to launch that machine yet. Right. But I still attempted to do it. But then I was like, wait a minute, no, this is not the right time because if this happens, this happens, this happens, because I'm logical, because I come from a management background, and I'm always looking, no, no, this doesn't make any sense here. So I got it, but I don't got it because I can't do it because if I do it, I'm going to lose everything. Right. But I was still trying to find things. And I think I, I've learned a lot of things along the way. But one of the greatest lessons that I've learned was it wasn't the time yet. Now is the time right. because it's in the book. Don't open it too. Don't open the gift too early. Exactly. And that's exactly what I did. I It, it was in Christmas time and I opened it before that. And I got right. and I got spanked for it, you know. I get it. So what you just said, it, it, it sounds like me a lot because I'm very logical and I calculate everything and I got counter moves just in case I run into this roadblock into this roadblock. But it seems to be in this world that we live today, everything you just said is totally opposite. I need to get it fast in a hurry. And one of my biggest things is like some people get it early, some people get it late, but you're going to get it. Just because you can't get it when you got it, I'm supposed to get it. No, I might have got it first, but you're going to get it later. So so everything you just said is like, how do you get someone to basically, I should say, like slow down? They're running a 100 miles a minute. You're not and take a deep breath and step back and see what's going on before you decide to do things. It, 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 it came to me that we're supposed to enjoy the journey because the journey is what we're going to remember. Right. We're not going to remember the achievement as much as we're going to honor and respect the journey. And uh, like for me, because I'm in front and I'm reaching all these people, I can't, I can't just tell them like, look, I, 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 I punched it here and it came out here two weeks later. I'm famous. I'm rich. I'm here on stage. Well, that's not, that's not feasible and that's not logical for a lot of people because that's not the way it works. Right. Just like just like diamonds, diamonds have to be pressured right. into becoming diamonds. So it only makes sense that we also have to be molded and pressured into becoming something beautiful and the end result. So, but the enemy will send us things to get us antsy and, and, and impatient and whatnot and not realizing, oh my God, what I'm doing now, it's beautiful because I'm being I'm going on podcasts five to seven times a week. That's 28 a month. I'm reaching all these people. I'm meeting all these individuals. I need to enjoy that process. Right. When I was when when I came up with the other things, I had to enjoy that process because now when I'm on stage, 
I'm talking about the process because that's what they're asking me. George, well, how do I do that? Where do I start? And what does that really look like? And realistically, not the quick thing, but realistically, what does that really look like? But now I'm able to say that. It takes time. This is kind of at the time frame, and it might happen a little sooner or it might happen a little later, but enjoy the journey. Enjoy the people that you meet. You know, you know, take a break and look at the green trees. You know, take three breaths, listen to the birds chirping. I mean, the beautiful things of life that sometimes like we get so caught up and say like, I don't want that. I want the goal. I want the I want the end result. Right. But that's not what life is. That is, like you said, the end results. Everybody loves the butterfly, but disrespects don't don't disrespect the caterpillar. Exactly. So you know the like you said, the journey is what it is, and that's the beautiful thing. And when you sit back and once you reach to the mountaintop or whatever you want to go to Kilimanjaro, Everest, whatever, once you get to the top, you're gonna look down and be like, damn, I did this. <laughs> and here's, here's another here's another example that's really powerful that just came to me right now. My daughter's 25 years old. Okay. Now, raising my daughter. I enjoyed that journey very much. Right. And I always know that my daughter had a calling on her life and I know she was special too, just like I've always had that calling and I always knew that I had this knowing of me. I always wanted her. Imagine me wanting to skip me that journey and just see her at 25 as this powerful individual. Right. I wouldn't have any beautiful memories to remember. Right. So if we put it in that perspective, we're like, wait a minute, no, 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 no. I saw her you know, speak for the very first time, say daddy for the first time, ride her first bike, you know, play softball, become this individual and, and all these memories. And, and that's what the, the, the father and dad are down to the quinceanera and whatnot. Not having that it is not an option for me and wouldn't have been. So what makes me think that I can skip the journey and just have the end result? Have a grown adult child. I mean, that, that that's a lot of people these days. Right. I mean, you know, just look at the work. If you do the work, the work will take care of you. So, I mean, but sometimes you can do the work. And sometimes it's just not meant to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it, it can go both places. But at the end of the day, if you fall down seven, you get up eight. Absolutely. 100 percent. Absolutely. So that's that's just what all it is. So, OK, so you reinvented because we almost took time. You, you reinvented yourself. So you on stages now. You on stages now. Daughter's twenty five. You just seen that old journey. You didn't reach where you wanted to be at. What's next? What's next for me is to reach a minimum of a hundred million people with the message of answer the call. A minimum of one hundred million people. And I, I think being on podcast and meeting people like yourself, I'm able to collaborate by reaching more people each time I get into a, a stage, each time I get on a podcast, if I'm able to transform this book into a movie or a mini series, we'll also quadruple and multiply that in insane numbers to be able to reach the people that I'm meant to reach. Because I do believe that each one of us that have a client on our life are meant to reach a certain amount of individuals. In uh -huh. that reach of individuals, has a ripple effect because they also are meant to reach a certain amount of individuals right as a ripple effect right and it sounds like the ripple effect is as long as i can reach one person 
that's good enough for me. I mean, you can put a million people in one room, but somebody's one or two people is going to leave out there with that message. Correct. And if, like you said in the beginning, that you like to pass information on, they may go passing information. And that's what, but I didn't mean to change something. But that's one thing. It's like I always look at it. If we are friends, how could we be friends if you can't? If I can't learn nothing from you, it's hard for me to be your friend because you're supposed to pass down things that I did. I mean, I mean that you're doing. If I choose want to do it, you should just give me the information and let me put me on my journey. I don't ask you for no money. Just give me the information. Put me on my journey. Give give me give me the opportunity to make that decision. Right. Whether it's something usable or not usable for me, but give me that opportunity to decide. Don't decide that for me. Absolutely. Right. All right. Well, I believe that 100 percent. Definitely. This was a pleasure for you to come on um, and talk. Take us through your journey before you leave. Um, where can they find you at? So th they can find me at my Instagram. I'm most active there at uh, George underscore V underscore Gonzalez. Or they can find me at www uh, dot georgevgonzalez.com that's my website that way that there is where you can find my book you can actually download a free copy of my book you can find also the mini real estate course that i have there and also the batter machine and my speaking engagements and stuff like that i'm looking to get on stages if anybody can refer me somebody i would truly be uh uh so humbled by that I, i'll definitely keep you in mind for something i think something's coming up but i gotta call and make a call first um, but I know on Amazon it's free Kindle, and I think the paperback was fourteen ninety five. I've yeah, it's, yeah. It's so the Kindle Unlimited version is is a free because I want I believe that you know everybody that's a reader now should be rewarded with the free copy because that's what I'm trying to promote here. And then there's a nine ninety nine version, and then a twenty four dollar version as well for the paperback version. Okay. Because some people want the the written word, you know. Right. So, I mean, some people have to actually hold the physically put the book in their hand and read the words, and some of us can just strap earphones and then just go from there. Exactly. And me personally, I need the physical book so I can actually read the word. If you tell it to me, it's going to be like, oh, it's going to go in one ear out the other. I'm a true believer that words have energy, and uh, the more I surround myself with books, I'm able to absorb the energy within these, the contents of these books. Yeah, words, have, words have energy, and words have of uh, People hold on them. They can relate to them. Exactly. You know? But thank you for coming in, George, for me. Answer the call. I mean, he explained where you can get it from, uh, .com, uh George underscore V underscore Gonzalez on Instagram. Also, answer the call is on Amazon. Uh, next week, we're moving a day early. Next Tuesday is that third annual Halloween show. Oh, this before third annual Halloween show. So special guest Will, the guy who got stabbed with a fork outside the cookie shop in Tennessee will be joining me next week for the annual Halloween show. So we'll see you Tuesday at seven o'clock Tuesday for the annual Halloween show. Um, for my guest, George, myself, Amsterdam Talk season four, episode two. We'll see you next week. Remember, um, I just had it in my head. I forgot what I was getting ready to say, but hard work, dedication, a good support team, prayers and uh, prayers and something. I forgot the whole thing. Um, I forgot it. I used to say it all the time, but see you next week. See ya.